coming to you dead in front of a dead studio audience. 31 days, 31 podcasts. It's Helpful Snowman Pottoween 2023. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome. Welcome to uh, episode four, probably. Um, you know, when the Star Wars started to get good. That's also when Potoween really starts to heat up as well. Because today we have a Halloween special from October 25th, 1990, Simpsons Treehouse of Horror. I really could use like a effects, sound effects panel. Because it would both let me, uh, you know, add like a sinister lightning strike to that, as well as letting me um, take a drink, <laughs> which is what I just did. But you know, yeah, we can't have it all, right? Well, so Simpsons Treehouse of Horror. Um, basically, this is the first one. It was from season two. I was trying to figure out which one to watch because I was like, I think they've done it most seasons and it turns out they've done it most seasons with the exception of uh season one so from season two forward they've done one every year basically what it is is a halloween episode which is like it's got a bunch of non-canonical stuff in it you know so characters die and things like that happen um and you know it's not like not like when the next episode of the simpsons comes on it's like remember that time homer went to like the fifth dimension or whatever they had a weird ending at an erotic cake store. Um, so they do like a three-story anthology. And these have always been favorite episodes of mine. I think like it's fun to have these alternate universe episodes where they're non-canonical, but they take place in sort of, they start in a very Simpsons-esque universe. It's just a little different in that there can be things like aliens, right? Uh, can be real in this treehouse of horror. Now, I didn't realize, I don't know, I'd never really thought about it, but like where the treehouse of horror name came from. Um, I, but then watching this first one, so the framing device is different on different episodes, but on this particular one, the way it works is um, Bart and Lisa are like post, post trick or treating, and they're up in the treehouse in the backyard at their house, and, uh, telling each other horror stories, like trying to scare each other. And so that's where Treehouse of Horror came from. And that's stuck ever since, I think, as far as I can tell. It seems to have stuck and then uh, become, you know, become a pretty big thing. So um, that's where that came from. So um, real quick, the three, the three stories in this. First is Bad Dream House which is uh, pretty good, legitimately kind of scary. I remember watching it as a kid and thinking it was scary, and then was like, some of the visuals and the voice and stuff in it are of the house are pretty scary. It's kind of a poltergeist Amityville thing. The Simpsons move into a house, because uh, this was at the time when, you know, Simpsons, much like uh, other sitcoms of the time, like Roseanne, you know, were broke-ass fools. And so the economics of things played a part in their adventures. I, th I think eventually they mostly abandoned that, you know, or it seems like they kind of abandoned it. 
at some point. But uh, earlier on in the show, this was kind of a major aspect of certain events or a major instigator of many an event was like the Simpsons are a lower middle class family. (laughs) So they move into this house because it's cheap. And, you know, of course, it's like your classic sort of spooky looking house, right? And uh, the house does scary things to try and scare them off and then um, sets them against each other and is like kind of climaxes with the Simpsons all having knives (laughs) walking in a circle. You know, they're all in a line. How How would I describe this? Imagine someone drew a circle on the floor and they're all walking the perimeter of the circle and, you know, they're going to stab each other. And then Marge comes out and has, for whatever reason, not been possessed by the house and is like, what the hell is going on? And then she gives the the house a real mom yelling to of like, well, you better just get used to us living here because we're not going anywhere. And, you know, you got to be nice to us and whatever. And the house is like, can I take a minute to think about it? And uh, this is kind of where the episode turns because, you know, Bart is like, hey, make the walls bleed again. And the house is like, no. And he's like, come on, do it. And he's like, no. You know, and it, it, the, the, the threat turns goofy. And that's, that's kind of a frequent hallmark of these. But anyway, uh, he's like, the house is like, can I have a minute to think about it? And they're like, sure. So they all go outside. And wait on the on the sidewalk, and then the house kind of a bunch of crazy lights come out, and the house zaps itself away. And Lisa says something to the effect of like, "But with a choice of you know suicide and life with the Simpsons, uh, the house made a choice." Which you know is uh, we just watched this um, Instagram like a reel somebody put up where a. It appears that what happened is a news anchor was doing a story like on local news and was whoever wrote the copy for the teleprompter. I I don't know what was going on with them, but, you know, it starts off and it's like suicide is always an option. But and then it turns into like suicide is always an option. But, you know, instead of committing suicide, just stop one step short of that. You know, maybe. Go to China and be a rice farmer instead. Or like what? I mean, it's very wild. And it's also wild because you can tell the news anchor. Immediately after saying suicide is always an option, you can tell on her face that she's like, suicide is always an option. Is that really what we wanted to say? And then I think is like sort of thinking, well, that's badly written, but we'll turn it around. And then it doesn't turn around. And then by the time she is firmly certain that she should not be reading what she's reading she's already read the entire thing (laughs) so anyway it's become a very uh dark inappropriate joke around the house lately you know um oh man i didn't get the dishes done today suicide is always an option (laughs) foodmaster flex doesn't like this joke that probably goes without saying and also um when I say a joke around the house, it's one that I make around the house. Also, uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's just like, uh, she also didn't like the case I made for the news of like, well, to be fair, they are the news. And it is accurate to report that suicide is always an option. Because technically speaking, 
It's always an option. <laughs> anyway, but it, it does have that fun Simpsons balance of like everyone kind of hates the Simpsons, uh, you know, because they're, I don't know, horrible people, mostly. Next, we have Hungry Are the Damned, which I think is a, a very fondly remembered episode, um, which is basically they get kidnapped by aliens. Uh, the classic Simpsons aliens. I think this is the first appearance of those uh, drooling octopus cycloptic aliens. Kang and Kodos. And also there was another one. I wrote down his name. Serac the Preparer. <laughs> um, there's probably one of the funnier fat jokes I've ever seen. You know, which is um, they're being abducted. So a saucer flies over the backyard. And a tractor beam comes up and lifts everyone up one by one. And then it goes to lift up Homer and it's like struggling. It can't lift him. So then a second beam shoots out and that manages to lift him up. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. That's a, that's a pretty solid. You can't get me with a lot of fat jokes anymore because, you know, whatever. They're, I don't know. Usually they're not that funny. When the joke is like. I think that what the Simpsons managed that a lot of other things haven't managed as far as fat jokes. Fat jokes where the joke is like the person is fat isn't that funny. But when the joke is uh, out, the person is outrageously fat. You know what I mean? Or like, it's almost like the person isn't outrageously fat, but the in show, the tractor beam, the aliens are like making fun of how fat he is. You know what I mean? It's almost like a fourth wall, not shattering, but just drills a tiny hole in the fourth wall of like, everybody in this Simpsons universe has agreed to make fun of Homer being fat. <laughs> anyway, the way this one works is uh, they abduct them, and then they're supposedly taking them to their home world, Rigel 4, I think it was, and uh, the whole time they're feeding them. And so then Lisa becomes suspicious that they're, like, fattening them up to eat them. And um, there's a, a scene where they're, like, she finds a recipe book that says um, how to serve man or something. Um, and then it was, like, oh, there's some dust on the cover of this book. And they blow the dust off, and it's, how, like, how to serve meals to a man or something. And they're, like, oh, and then... It's like, oh, there's more dust on this, you know, and they, they keep going back and forth and blow dust off it like five times, which is also funny because the alien is in this kind of glass dome, you know, that it like a glass space helmet bubble and it has to open a little trap door that it only appears when it's time to blow dust off the book, of course. <laughs> um, but anyway, basically, uh, they're like horrified that the Simpsons thought, even for a brief period, that they were going to be eaten. So they turn around and drop them back off at home. And they were like, you are going to have a million, an infinite life of pleasures and delicious food. And you would never experience pain. And you'd, ex you'd have emotions that dwarf what you think of as love, you know. And now, fuck you, basically. <laughs> and then they leave. And it's like, way to go, Lisa. And I, I do like, I, that is another joke I like, which I, I don't know. I, don't, I haven't watched any new Simpsons. I'm guessing it may not be a, as in vogue, 
But certainly in earlier episodes of The Simpsons, it was like Lisa's sort of uh, Nancy Drew inquisitiveness basically was like killing the fun in almost every situation, <laughs> including this one. It's like Nerdlinger ruins it again, you know, by being uh, inquisitive and whatever. It's almost like anti-children's programming where it's like, oh, yeah, you should be curious and you should learn about the world and whatever. And it's like the Simpsons was like, maybe you should just chill out and, you know, when something's great, just enjoy it. <laughs> now, the last part of this is the Raven, and it's. Lisa is telling Bart the Edgar Allan Poe story slash poem, The Raven. And um, it's narrated by James Earl Jones, which is, um, let's say the positives first. It's narrated by James Earl Jones, which is a great choice. He also plays Serac the Preparer, and he plays a moving guy in Bad Dreamhouse. I guess, I guess if you're like, we got fucking James Earl Jones, you know, let's do it. And I read in a trivia that when he was being Serac the Preparer, because they kind of talk in a weird way because they have these big teeth, that he was like eating a cookie while he said his lines. And that's how he achieved what he was trying to <laughs> what he was trying to get, I guess, which seemed like it worked. Um, so he narrates it, which is cool. And um, yeah, I, I want to give it some credit because this is probably the first time most kids from my generation experienced Edgar Allan Poe um, was in The Simpsons. So, I mean, I guess that's something, but I guess Matt Groening was originally worried that it was pretentious, and I kind of think it is a little bit pretentious. It comes off that way to me a little bit, especially as an adult, I think, um, because it's, it's not scary, and it's like... Um, it's just it's just a straightforward reading of the the poem with Homer sort of acting as the main character slash narrator. Um, and then Bart is the raven. You know, they have a Bart Simpson-esque raven. There's like one great visual gag because, you know, he's talking about his lost Lenore. So that's Marge. And there's a, like a portrait of Marge. And it's a big, tall portrait with her hair in it. And then there's a big, tall portrait, but her hair doesn't quite fit in the frame. So there's a second framed square photograph that just gets the very top of her hair. And it's her hair kind of curves off a little bit to the side at the top. So it's the second frame is sort of set off to the side of the taller frame uh, at the top. It's it's very funny visual gag. And I, I kind of wish there had been more of that in the Raven, because I think the rest of it was kind of like, eh, pretty just straightforward and didn't really make, I don't know. It's, I think it's probably the problem with the Raven is that like, it's, it's just, to me, it's not scary. It's like, it's got that creepy feeling, I guess, but I wouldn't call it scary. And I don't know if it's meant to scare you. It's like almost more depressing than scary, right? So maybe that's the feeling I, I get from it is like a depressing vibe. I mean, that's the feeling I get from life. So this could be me, could be a me thing. Um, when you walk away feeling that way from most things, yeah, an Edgar Allan Poe poem, yeah, probably <laughs> go the same route on that, right? But um, 
I mean, I think it's fine in as much as I think they they mostly tried. I think they picked something short, and you know, it just it just doesn't quite have the joke density that you come to expect from The Simpsons. And I think the first two stories are a lot funnier, both in concept and in execution. And the third is not funny in concept and mildly funny in execution. But I do, here's what I like about it or what I think works about it because I don't know exactly how this worked in the writing process. But so during Treehouse of Horror, they're telling the stories back and forth and, you know, both the kids are like, oh, that's not scary. I'm going to tell you a real scary story. This whole time, Homer is sitting out uh, beside the treehouse, like on a tree limb unbeknownst to the kids and he's horrified by all the stories including the raven which they both agree is not both kids agree is not scary and homer is like horrified by it so it's almost like there's a joke of like the only person who would be really horrified by this is like the dumbest person on the planet you know what i mean only the biggest idiot would think that the raven is scary so it almost feels like a little fuck you to the classics of like uh you know who found the raven scary? Homer Simpson. He thinks the raven is scary. And as an arbiter of taste, you know, he's drinking crab juice over Mountain Dew. Let's put it that way. So um, I think that's, that's what I appreciate about it the most. It does kind of give you a wink and a nod, at least when you're a kid and you're like, what the fuck? I just remember watching that one as a kid and being like, what is this shit? Like, or whenever that special came on, I was like enjoy, enjoying the first two parts and then the third would come and I was like, oh, right, this. Don't care for this. But, you know, um, overall, overall, powerful legacy. Um, I really, I enjoy the Simpsons Treehouse of Horror. I enjoyed this so much that I got on to Etsy and I ordered, because I was, for a long time now, I've been like, how come... Fox or Disney or whoever owns it doesn't put out like all the Treehouse of Horror episodes in a collection. You know what I mean? Because I was like, I don't know if I really want to watch all the seasons of The Simpsons anymore, but I would love to watch all those Treehouse of Horror. I mean, it's like 20, 20 some episodes now. And that would be a lot of fun. So I actually, I went on Etsy where, you know, people bootleg stuff like that all the time and found a bootleg of it and ordered it. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not the biggest guy for, I'm not a big bootleg guy. You know, I don't necessarily appreciate it. However, I feel like when somebody just kind of leaves a product option out on the table that would, you know, it would take them 10 minutes to put that together. And Fox or whatever is like, eh, fuck it. Let's just make everyone subscribe to our whole streaming service. You know, whatever Simpsons is on. Uh, that's when I'm like, no, fuck you. Uh, I'll go this other route. So there you go. The horrors of uh, capitalism have denied me too long. So I do, I do plan to watch some Simpsons Treehouse of Horror, especially ones I haven't seen yet, and hope, hope to not be disappointed. I've heard many varying things about the Simpsons post-season, let's say, 10, which is certainly, you know, seasons 1 through 10 I've seen I don't know, every episode, like, at least five times. And after that, I've probably seen a couple episodes once, and, you know, by the time we're talking season 15, I've 
completely, I have no idea what's been going on. And I was like in bed the other day thinking about, I don't know why it was important that I was in bed, but I was thinking about how it was like, if you had told me in 1990 uh, that I had, there were like 20 episodes, like The Simpsons was still going, and I had certainly would be able to access it, but had just chosen not to up to that point, I would have been like, well, what happened? Like, you know, did I have a head injury? What's going on? So anyway, we'll see how that goes. But uh, I, ha- I have moderate hopes, you know, which is about as good as it gets for me. So let's celebrate that. 